and welcome to Electronic Ears with me, Fenner, starting at a slightly later time now with a slightly shorter show as well, which I hope will be a bit more manageable. Um, I was reading an article this week talking about how Madonna introduced electronic music into the mainstream with her album Ray of Light. And I bolted to that initially. I thought, well, you know, Kraftwerk kind of were first and then Bowie and then Gary Newman and then that wonderful summer of 1981 where the synth pop was all through the charts. I thought, well, actually, maybe it'd only really become properly mainstream after Ray of Light. Um, I'm going to play a track now. I'm not going to tell you who it's by um, because it will prejudice you. But have a listen to this and do what a great electronic song it is, but just an absolute pop tune as well. See what you think.
How about that proper Giorgio Moroder start to that, wasn't it? It was actually Bananarama. Would you believe it? Taken from their 11th album, uh, which is called In Stereo, and that track was called Love In Stereo. Now, last week was the 250th Electronic Ears show, and I was agonising over which trade track to play by Kraftwerk. I knew I'd want to play one. And in the end, I fell back on Autobahn because there was that first great electronic epic that I fell in love with. But I was surprised to see when I was weighing up my choices to find that I'd never played Expo 2000 by Kraftwerk. The story behind this is that um, there was an exhibition called Expo 2000, surprisingly in the year 2000, and they paid Kraftwerk something like €100,000 to come up with an ident for it, which they did. You'll be able to hear it. It's the little riff in the song. Um, But they built this great song around it. And a friend of mine went, oh, they've just rehashed all their old sounds. And that stuck with me because I really disagree with it. I think it's a great sounding piece of music. And I would say, despite the fact they subsequently released the Tour de France soundtracks, I think this was the last really great thing they did. Craftwork and Expo 2000. Thank you. 
Craftwork and Expo 2000. I remember people at the time griping or saying it was outrageous they'd been paid so much money just for a few seconds of music. But, I mean, what a great coup in your Millennium Exhibition to get Craftwork to do something for you. As far as I know, that's the only thing they've ever done that was where they took a commission like that. But let's move on. I mentioned last week or the week before that I bought the new Chemical Brothers album, um, which I've been playing. And, do you know, I've not found any standout tracks on it yet, but it did actually perversely get me to go back and listen to their first album, which was called Exit Planet Dust. And although it doesn't contain my favourite Chemical Brothers song, which would be Sunshine Underground, I think, from what I've heard, it's the best complete album. And I didn't think that when I first had it. It's taken me a long time to come to love it. And I think what sticks out about this track, which I'm going to play for you, is just well how I put it is, just how, sorry, well how well composed it is, just the pacing of it, just the suspense as you wait for the main keyboard line to come in. This is called Chico's Groove.
Chico's Groove by Chemical Brothers. Now, one of my daughters recommended me this week the new album by Hosier, which came out in March of this year. And, you know, it's something that I've stayed away from. The album's called Wasteland Baby. Um, but I thought, you know, on her recommendation, I'd give it a try. And there's one track that's really grabbed me. Uh, it's just a nice bit of left field songwriting. I mean, it's chock full of influences, but I think there does come out of it something that's his own. Uh, This is Hosier and As It Was. As it was by Hosier. Now, 
the chap who operates under the name Vaparat, Sasha Ring, has got a new album out, his first album for six years as Apparat, although he's done a couple of albums in that time with uh, the guys from Mode Selector under the name of Moderat. His new album is imaginatively called LP5 and is indeed his fifth album. And he says that Moderat has given him the uh, sort of a, uh, an avenue to get rid of some of his big sort of grand gestures I think he described them as and means he can work as Apparat in a kind of quieter more melodic way um, I haven't listened to the album in any great detail yet I'll get back to you about whether I think that's the case or not but one of the tracks off the album Brandenburg has just had a, a remix released on Mute Records uh, the remix done by Stimming uh, and it's great I'm going to play for you right now Apparat remix by Stimming and this is called Brandenburg
Marvellous Apparat and the Stimming remix of Brandenburg. Now, something amazing happened this week. I find the music to play on electronic ears from a number of sources, things I read about in magazines or newspaper articles, links that I've made through Spotify and stuff like that. And also, I skim around on Bandcamp looking for stuff. And this week, I came across a track uh, by a guy called Craig Leon. Uh, it was, um, and he'd got an album coming out called Anthology of Interplanetary Folk Music Volume 2, and there is indeed a Volume 1. So I thought, well, I'll give it a try, and it's a cracking track. I'm going to play it for you in a moment. But then when I went to have a bit of a Google and find out more about him, I mean, I thought he was just this guy who was kind of like in his 60s making music, and I thought, how great is that? And it turns out that this is the guy who, like, discovered and developed the Ramones and Talking Heads, he produced albums by Blondie and Suicide, and he's got this huge career in music. I've never ever heard of him before, and just came across him on Bandcamp. And the song that I'm going to play for you, which is taken, it's a sort of early release um, from the air. If you go and buy the album on Bandcamp, you get this track as a taster. And it's just absolutely lovely. It's got a little feel of Peter Gabriel to it, I think. It's called Standing Crosswise in the Square.
Craig Leon and Standing Crosswise in the Square, taken from his forthcoming album, Anthology of Interplanetary Folk Music, Volume 2. I still can't quite get over that. Just amazing that of all these various electronic artists on Bandcamp, I'd come across him and then turns out to have this absolutely outstanding and extraordinary history with pop music. Now, also on Bandcamp, I downloaded uh, an EP by a guy called Gabe Knox, who's a Canadian musician. It's on three EPs, EPs A, B and C, they are imaginatively titled. Last week, I played a track called Carbon Bubble from EP A, and this week I'm going to play you a track called Dataset.
You know, people make a lot of comparisons between artists and talk about someone sounding like early Kraftwerk, for example. But I really think that that, more than any other track I've ever heard, sounds like it could be an outtake from Kraftwerk somewhere between 1974 and 1976. Uh, if you'd like a copy, you can download it from Bandcamp. That was Gabe Knox. And from his EPA, that track was called Dataset. Now, I found in my iTunes an album by an artist called Grain Table, which I must have downloaded or bought from somewhere at some point. Um, I literally can't remember why. This is not like without precedent, I have to say. Uh, so I had a quick Google and found out some absolutely terrible sort of uh, reviews. Not that the reviews are t- terrible in themselves, they're very glowing, but they are terribly written. They talk about him having an omnivorous output, if you can get your head around that. Um, but we'll let the music speak for itself. This track, for some reason, I checked on Spotify just to kind of see what his most popular tracks were when I was trying to get my head around where I'd heard of him. Uh, this one's had loads more plays than anything else on the album. I can't think why. But see what you think. It's not this bad. I don't mean it's bad. I just mean it doesn't stand out particularly. You know, this track is called 39.
39 by James Cook, also known as Grain Table, and that track was taken from his Herons album, which came out last year. Now, a few weeks ago, I bought an EP by a guy who operates under the name Raven. Um, Raven Bush, in fact, and this kind of article suggested that he might be related to Kate Bush. And I think that probably had a bit of a hand in me downloading his Harp EP. Uh, it's okay. It's grown on me quite a lot. Um, this is perhaps the oddest track on the EP, um, but I rather like it, actually. This is called Why Can't I Remember Your Name? Thank you. 
Ravenbush and Why Can't I Remember Your Name Taken from His Harp EP. Now this week I took delivery of a book of collected lyrics by Shriekback, which was annotated or is annotated by Barry Andrews and Carl Marsh, who are the two lyricists from the band. And it provided me with an excellent read yesterday. I think just reading lyrics can be a bit dull, but their notes about the lyrics and about the songs were really, really interesting. Uh, they've got a uh, Indiegogo campaign running at the moment to finance their 15th album. Uh, they're about halfway through, so if you wanted to help them out there, that would be a nice thing to do. You can, in fact, if you have this much money knocking around in your pocket, and I don't, pay £2,000 to see them at a small gig later on this year. Um, but reading the book inspired me to go back and listen to my favourite of their albums, which is called Sacred City, and I'm going to leave you with this track from that album called Exquisite Corpse. Before I kick that off, I'll say thanks very much for listening. Hope you'll be back next week. And until then, cheers. Bye. I see you're only actors in a play A seedy 